0: Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I am joined again, not surprisingly, by three of my favorite people from the Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney podcast. I never know which order to introduce you guys, so I'm just going to go randomly. Let's start with Paul. Paul, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Good to have you. Uh, Let's go, Dean. Dean, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Scott. Happy to be back.
0: Always good to see you. and. Perhaps my favorite of the three. No, just kidding. I don't know.
1: I, I don't want to say I think you went in order of handsomeness is my my guess, but uh, <laughs> well, I yeah, won't say least well, that's least to best. I'll say, I think I, I'm not going to say if it's ascending or descending, but it doesn't
0: uh, matter. You're in the middle. I I, see that's why I'll that. take the middle
1: spot. That's good.
0: It's, it's kind of like <laughs> when the Chicago Bulls with Jordan were introduced. They always ended with Jordan and now uh, six, six from the universe. So I guess, uh, Paul, in this scenario, you're B.J. Armstrong, Dean, you're Scottie Pippen. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'll, I'll take Pippen. That, that's a Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, no, 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 I Luke. would have settled for Horace Grant.
0: I'm more like equal. Luke Longley. <laughs> Luke Longley. Look, you guys are all equal in my mind. So uh, we have Nick. Oh. Nick, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm Jordan. <laughs> no, no Rodmans on the show today.
0: No. <laughs> no Rodmans tonight.
1: You are the Jordan of podcasting. Me? It's been said many times. No, Nick.
0: Oh, Nick. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm,
1: um, I'm, you're more Scott Skiles.
0: Wow, that's a name I hadn't heard in a long time.
1: Listen, uh, the, the first—well, it wasn't the first NBA game I went to, but one of the the first one I went to when I was in college mm-hmm. was the uh, Washington Bullets up at the Boston Garden.
0: Wow! And uh,
1: I was—I was a Scott Skiles fan, and so it, the game was perfect. The Celtics won, and Skiles had a triple double.
0: Mm. Wow, that's a great name, Dean. That's a way to—you've—you've you've set a high bar for the rest of the show now. <laughs> Uh, an NBA season will be officially starting soon. We got sports overload right now with baseball playoffs, football, hockey, basketball, so much going on. And the season finale of Ted Lasso. I know Paul, you watched that, right? You watched Ted Lasso. Oh yes. Do oh, you guys yeah. watch Nick or Dean? Yeah. Oh, you watch too? It's yeah. a great show.
1: Never seen an episode. Paul tells me I have the ability to watch. I just have to you figure do, out
2: how. You you it yes. We'll 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 discuss offline. Um, actually I'll have Nick's, uh, send you the instructions from his wife's phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Inside joke folks inside joke. So anyhow, tonight on the podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about my upcoming trip to Walt Disney world. I'm going for a few days for work and I'm going to have some downtime as well, which I'm looking forward to. And, uh, we'll also incorporate into that a little bit of the genie plus discussion, which is Disney's. I don't even know how best to describe it because I think everyone's trying to get a sense of. How to really explain it, including Disney, because <laughs> it seems that many of the people that they invited to their media event can't adequately explain what exactly they did. But uh, it's basically the service that is going to be available through the My Disney Experience app, by which guests are able to reserve certain rides at each of the theme parks and uh, purchase what's known as Lightning Lane passes, which is kind of like the old Fast Pass, which will enable them to board the ride faster than just standby guests. And I will be down there when this is in effect. So we'll talk about how I plan to use it. And I think what I'm also going to do is get some food tips from the guys here, uh, tell which restaurants I'll be going to. And I'll perhaps order food and drink that they request, <laughs> which uh, could be fun. So uh, gentlemen, Polly always
3: request sausage.
0: Sausage?
1: Polly always Polly wants to sausage. That's Evie right. Yeah. Stop by on be your Wolf. way to Boathouse.
0: I'm going to Boathouse at least once.
1: Get, I'm shocked. Get, a, get a BB Wolf's on the way and get a Gideon's when you leave. It's, it's a perfect meal.
2: Yeah, you going to Boathouse, me going to Beer Garden, and Nick getting something that is peanut butter is pretty much like a given
0: for any Disney trip. True. Let me ask you a question, Nick. What is your favorite peanut butter dish you've had in Walt Disney World?
3: Hmm. You know, Polly says that, but I don't really think I... We've gotten anything peanut
1: butter it? <laughs> I mean, other than the cold brew, the cookie.
2: Oh, yeah. Peanut <laughs> peanut no way, Jose. There you
1: go. There you go. Can you tell you butter. what he
2: didn't like? The peanut butter cream that comes with the cookie for dunking.
1: Because I forgot to get it. Right. I think he didn't like the pistachio cookie that no, wasn't peanut butter. Not, not the same. <laughs> one, of, one of the resorts
3: has a uh, peanut butter cupcake. And I always remember right when I get back from my trip. Which one? I think
0: it's the contemporary. I think it's the contemporary. I'm going there. <laughs> Sounds like something I was going to say, I'm, I'm,
1: right away, I'm requesting a Steakhouse 71 reservation out of you.
0: All right, I am yeah. going to Steakhouse 71. I have a reservation there. And why don't we begin there, guys? That's a good uh, good starting point for the discussion, because I was able to snag a dinner reservation during my trip at Steakhouse 71. I'll be going with my brother, who said to me in advance of the reservation that He's hearing amazing things about their hamburgers. And yet when I booked the reservation, I learned after the fact that the hamburger apparently is not on the dinner menu. (laughs) So I had to break the mission. But that being said, they they might be able
2: to accommodate that. It's not like trying to do the dinner menu at lunch.
0: Right. Right. They could. I thought about that. Um, But I'm looking forward to Steakhouse 71. The reviews have been off the charts. I have not heard a single bad thing about it. And I have talked to people who have been there for all three meals. And that's pretty rare. I know that people love the wave. I'll be honest with you guys. I went there once for a breakfast buffet and I didn't think it was that great. I don't know if you guys went to the wave and have many memories of that place. Um, I did go, it was for dinner
2: and it, it was really good. We had a party of 19.
0: 19. um so the
2: fact that yeah the fact that they could accommodate us you know in kind of one of those little alcoves they basically just we got our own private room mm-hmm. not really just with the way that the restaurant was set up i'm not sure if they changed that for the changeover to steakhouse 71. right but it it, the wait staff was great. The food was great. The drinks were great. Everything was just phenomenal um, for that, that dinner. I
0: mean, it might
2: have been just a factor of you went to a breakfast buffet.
0: I, what I kind of remember about the buffet was that when we sat down, it was well into the morning and the food just seemed a little bit stale is not the right word, but old, old, old it, is the right. Yeah, word. Yeah,
1: that, that might have been your problem because when I, I I went to the wave several times, mm-hmm. um, like Paul had a great dinner, uh, went there for lunch, thought it was horrible. Mm. Uh, my wife and, and this might have just been a, a miscommunication on the menu but my wife got a salad that had chicken on it and normally you get chicken on a salad you're thinking like chicken breast yeah this was like pulled dark meat over That's the weird. top of a salad not really the thing you go for uh, mm. but it, even beyond that the service wasn't great at lunch the it was kind of like it, it asked for something and the waitress looked at us like we don't have that or we're out of that it's like you're you just opened like it's it's 12 15 you you gotta have it. So it was just a weird experience. But I always liked that breakfast buffet. Actually, it was uh but we were often there, you know, not quite rope dropping the restaurant, but certainly early. And they had some of my favorite coffee on property before Joffrey's really took off. They were one of the first restaurants to serve Joffrey's coffee, and right. they had an organic brew. Uh and so their coffee was just better than anywhere else on Disney property.
0: And I think Joffrey's Kona that Cafe.
1: Cof- Except for Kona Cafe, that is fair. Kona Cafe's.
0: Yeah, I I'm eager to try this place. what I've heard others say is that it is uh, what's the phrase i heard it's it's a way to describe it in Disney terms like something food at something prices. it's like Oh, uh,
2: yeah, it's signature dining at um the Deli- not signature but like casual regular, or yeah, yeah. right Cable.
0: right and uh ah. what i what i plan <laughs> on ordering. Because I've looked at this. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this meal. I will be starting with a French onion soup, which I hear is out of this world there. Then I'll have the filet, because I tend to get filet when I try a steakhouse for the first time. Uh, That makes sense. And then I will be having the chocolate cake for dessert. I don't know if you guys have seen.
1: I was hoping you're going to say the chocolate cake. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: I'm putting in a request that you order the sea salt dusted potato brioche with butter roasted garlic tomato spread.
0: Yes, because I've seen pictures of that.
1: uh, Yeah, that looks
0: that's the that's the rolls right where the, the butter has the 71 yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll order that uh, I'll yeah. get that
1: yep yeah that that that's just i've seen people talk about that i've seen pictures and just reading it again it sounds good i agree though i mean the 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 signature dining at one credit service uh restaurant prices is, is pretty fair yes like you talked about getting the fillet six ounce fillet is 36. you go to another restaurant and get a fillet and it's it's well into the 50s
0: yes six ounce isn't huge but it's still something. And you add things like the onion soup, those rolls, and it's a that's a full dinner right there.
1: Yeah, you can get a 10-ounce strip steak for $34. And that's, uh, that's, that's a good size serving. 12-ounce I mean, prime rib is 38
2: Right. That's better pricing than Yachtsman. For sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're, That's better uh, pricing gonna, than Boathouse.
3: You're not going to get the uh, bacon and eggs appetizer?
0: Is that for dinner? They have it?
3: Yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. So, well, I think that it's sounds eggs. good, Nick read the description
1: bacon and eggs is maple lacquered pork belly with smoked cheese grits and a perfect egg oh yeah I'd, I'd be getting that i didn't i didn't see that nick good call
2: but that with the brioche and then like some french onion soup some steak some chocolate and scott's going to be needing um assistance to get back to his room i go with
1: the lump crab cakes too just because they come with house-made <laughs> saltine crackers just get all house-made the made saltine crackers that's fantastic
0: that is pretty cool. Just order all the apps if you join our Patreon, which is yet to be created. I'll
1: order everything <laughs> on the menu, all right. Let's peruse the sides real quick here for you. A garlic mash
2: level. You can tell me what to order.
1: <laughs> you got garlic mash. You got a gratin. You got mac and cheese, cream spinach, seared broccolini, mushrooms, and asparagus. That's pretty pretty standard steakhouse sides. Right.
2: Okay. Right. So interesting point. We we mentioned the price this means to me that that price is all a cart so that's the price for only the steak whereas like i had mentioned the yachtsman kind of jokingly that comes with sides mm-hmm. so that that might be a little bit of um you know some of the pricing differential but that also makes it easier to control your budget i mean if you don't want two sides right. if you don't want a potato and a vegetable if you just want to have a vegetable or just have the steak
1: you can yeah and i don't know how it is here but sometimes these sides become table served like a family style side so you're sharing right
0: right
2: wow you see most people are sharing
1: i mean the mac and cheese i'm probably not sharing
0: <laughs> yeah i I'm, i'll be there with one other person so i
1: so i'm expecting three sides
0: <laughs> three sides
3: all the apps three sides four entrees
0: <laughs> you're on the three cruise desserts,
3: three desserts
0: where are you going on vacation scott steakhouse 71. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> But no, so I'm not dinner with this
3: place. Five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, and he's
2: bringing the cannon and a couple of tripods, <laughs> just to make sure he gets the pictures That's right. Sure. The,
1: the cheeseburger is on the uh, kids' dinner menu. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I mean, it's a kids' burger, but you right. You may have a shot if the burger's that good. You may have a shot at ordering it.
0: The, burger, the burger, I heard, it's lunch. fantastic. I've heard several people say, and I've seen photos. It's out of this world. And I just for dessert, I'm gonna get the burger. <laughs>
1: Oh, they have a prime rib sandwich too. I bet you that's last night's leftover prime rib turned into a sandwich today. It doesn't matter though. No, no, that that's a good thing. Oh. I'm not saying that as a negative. Yeah. That's like when the when restaurants turn that into a hash the next day. It's the best. Mm, that is good. Yeah.
0: Speaking yeah, of which, don't they have at Steakhouse Seventy One for breakfast what they call waltz hash, which is like prime rib and eggs and potatoes? It's, it sounded amazing. I, I think something like that.
2: It, I don't think it's for the. Well, I mean, not that we're discussing it on this show, but I think that was part of the 50th anniversary where they had like the Waltz signature dishes. I think sure. that's what got added to this restaurant. Yeah, um, but no, it,
1: it, it is there from the breakfast menu. Correct. Yeah. Walt's prime rib hash. You have to go back for breakfast, Scott.
0: Don't be surprised if that happens, but a place I will be going to for breakfast is uh, Boma, which I will be going to for the first time in a while. And I'll be trying a place for the first time which is over at uh, the Yacht Club. Is it Artist Point? Is that the one at Yacht Club? No, that's at Wilderness Lodge. That's yeah. Wilderness Lodge. Ale and Compass. Ale and Compass. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to trying that. I did have another question for you guys. I want your advice on this because I'll be going with my friend Joe on Friday night to the boathouse and we were debating what we're going to order for the entrees. And I said, I may get a steak. And he said, well, I, I want seafood, but I don't know what to get. So then I was thinking, okay, if you go to the boathouse and for your entree, you want seafood, what should I get? Because I've had almost everything on the menu for the entrees, but I don't know what to get. And I wanted your opinion. If you were getting something from the seafood menu, what you would order. Keep in mind, I had a crab cake and a lobster roll on my last vacation there. The lobster roll was amazing, by the way. It's it's a life-changing
1: lobster roll. That that would have been my first suggestion. I'm
0: willing to get it again. It was that good. I normally would like to change it up and try different things, but I may get it again.
1: It was a pretty good lobster roll. I mean, I'm always a sucker for seared dahi tuna. Yeah. So I'd, I was, I'd probably go with the tuna.
2: Mm-hmm. I was actually, I mean, if, if you're going pure seafood and just having like a seafood menu completely,
1: mm-hmm. I might
2: start with the poke bowl, the elephant tuna. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that always looked good. And I haven't had one there. Um, but if they're giving you sushi grade tuna you kind of got to jump on that um, if you're a fan of that but um, you know and this is going back maybe to my own childhood of traveling and stopping at friendlies um, Dean's gonna laugh at this Fish but, magic. You no know, the Atlantic clam strips oh uh-huh sure oh, not a bad call you know, I mean, it, it's it's technically an appetizer, but if, you know, it's one of the, I, th- I like Boathouse is one of those places where you can get it like three, you know, like Nick was saying, get three or four appetizers yeah. and and maybe that's your meal. If you're going to do seafood, Um, me personally, I probably get the steamed
1: clams,
0: steamed clams, is garlic good. butter,
2: white wine, and garlic crostini. Oh,
1: they have Mahi tacos too. If you want to, my wife, had them. Pure They're seafood, good. but go see- seafood inspired. I I think my full seafood menu here I'm going to start off with oysters on the half shell Mm -hmm. then get the calamari and then go for that seared tuna. Right. And then get the burger for dessert.
0: Mm.
2: Mildly cheating but the first time that well the only time that I went to Boathouse I got the shrimp and andouille mac and cheese. Mm. And I say it's cheating because there's andouille sausage in there. But mm, that is
3: really good. Dean, the word Oscar appears on this menu. Yes, it
0: does. Main lobster
3: tail Oscar.
0: This is going to be tough. Um, I really don't know what I'm going to get. I won't get the crab cake, that's for sure, because I just had that. And it's excellent, but I just, I don't know.
3: You can get the lobster tail or for the same price, you can get two orders of the mac and cheese.
1: Right. And y- Calamari was very good, and we had the gluten-free one, and it held up nicely. Oh, the, the
2: breading didn't just flake off. I mean, not that that's a bad thing. It's just it's hard to do when it's gluten-free. Yeah, and the,
1: the oh, that, that's fine. literally what I mean. It it, it, it held together because sometimes it does get flaky and kind of crumbles.
0: Yeah, lobster roll for the entree, paired with filet mignon sliders.
2: Ooh, I like it. So it's a surf and turf, but in bun form. Yes, <laughs> but in bun
0: form. That's right. And for the oh. For the fillet sliders, get yes. the béarnaise sauce. Oh, okay. I will do that. <laughs> okay, just just send that money and send it in. Ah, it's two dollars
1: <laughs> and fifty cents for the béarnaise. <laughs> I'll I'll spring for the béarnaise
0: sauce. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's right.
2: Nick is going to want you to get the um, the sliders, Oscar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's true. Get <laughs> <Can you> Oscar. <laughs> so that's another Whenever. place I'm going to. I w- what's that, Nick? i was say like, whenever
3: I go anywhere, I just ask him to Oscar
1: it. Mean <laughs> style. W- works out really well when you're ordering omelets at breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> omelets, that would be good. Oh yeah,
2: not for nothing.
0: <laughs> Another food highlight of something I'm looking forward to. I will, I will be going back to Narcusis, which is the good old standby. You really,
1: you're really gonna need that Patreon to come through for Narcoossee. You Seriously, are <laughs> it's true?
0: And um, I will be going. To, I feel like I'm forgetting one of the places for dinner. Oh, yeah. So, Dean, you may not be happy about this based on your review, but I just booked something at City Works over at Disney Springs to hold it. And I'm going to try to go instead to outdoor seating at Homecoming. Mm. I hope
1: hope you get Homecoming if that's the one you want. But if not, I'd actually like to hear another experience at City Works. Like I said, the the concept and the menu held up really well, the things I would want to do. Mm-hmm. um it's just i'm I'm hoping it was just a bad night
0: okay execution i was by rather pulled pork sandwich
3: i'm not hearing the polite pig
0: oh yes that place nick i associate with you every time i think of it and say it i keep remembering you insisting that i go there so it's i will so try good. to go there some somehow some way i will try to go there it's so good yeah
1: how about a Skipper Canteen lunch? Can we sneak one of those in?
0: Um, I almost booked Skipper Canteen for dinner, and I didn't because it was a night where there's boobash at the park. It just didn't work out. It was uh, schedule-wise. And yeah. uh, keep tough. in mind, when I'm down there, I will be doing work during the day. So I needed to do it at a time where I was able to fit in my schedule. So I mean, um,
4: will you, though? Uh, oh, yeah,
0: no, no. These, this is
2: the this script. <laughs> <is>, <laughs> Scott, resort restaurant, resort Wi-Fi,
0: VPN, you're good no, to go. This is meetings. These are these are meetings that require me to yeah, be physically present. So you're in a corner. Scott, uh,
1: a I, I've seen people take meetings from football games. So
0: oh, that guy is, is oh, a
1: yeah. legend.
0: Paul, <laughs> well, will you tell our listeners about that, please?
1: Yeah. So very fleetingly,
2: there was someone who I guess had tickets to the Monday night football game that's in Baltimore. And he works on a his work schedule is West Coast time, which means he was still technically at work. For a call that he was on, but he had to go. I mean, he, he had to go to the game. So, what he ended up doing was he had this portable green screen that he had some kind of contraption, like a backpack. It was behind him. He had his laptop on a homemade PVC frame in front of him that kept him still, like it was a steady cam, but for his laptop screen. And so, he was on a Zoom meeting at the football game, green screen in the background, fake background. And he's eating like this giant hot dog and his team members are just like, really? Are you really doing this? Are you really doing this? It the guy's a genius. I don't he's think a role I, model. he's a role I, model. I,
0: I don't think I would have the stones to pull that off. Somebody like that is a, is worthy of having his own podcast and we don't even deserve to be on it. I, I Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Nick could be on it. Well, Nick is Michael Jordan of podcasting. That's right. <laughs> so, true. That's true. Um, right. So let's see. I got those meals planned. I'm very excited about that. I'll also note that I will be going again to Boobash. So I'll have a sense of what it's like. Keep in mind, folks, that I was there the first night that there was ever a Boobash. And I had a great time. I'm curious to see if it's pretty much the same thing. I'll, uh, I'm interested to see if the
2: capacity is different from the first time that you went.
0: I will definitely let you know. Um, less or more,
2: you know,
0: Yeah, whatever it is. And then I will be going, which I'm very excited for, to Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal Studios, which is one of my favorite theme park events. Um, I don't know if you saw this in the Twitter sphere, but uh, apparently last weekend at Horror Nights, things got a little bit out of control. And there were scare actors who were apparently assaulted by several guests. And people were punching plexiglass that's in place there, which I'm not happy to hear about. This is very disturbing. And I'm a little bit uh, hesitant not the right word, but I'm really hoping that security will be beefed up because I've had very good times there. It's always crowded, but I always feel safe. I'll be wearing a mask still and taking precautions, but I'm, I'm really hoping they do what's necessary to make it a good event for everyone. But I'll be going there and I'll report back on that. Uh, so those will be two of my Halloween related highlights for the trip. That's cool. I know people that are working Horror Nights, and I'm going to let them know that you're coming. (laughs) Thank thank you. Yes. I love it. I I love being scared (laughs) at that stuff. I I really, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Have you guys been to Horror Nights? I have not. I have not done a single haunted thing
2: since college in Kansas City. Okay. It's a lot
0: of fun. I went in
3: 2019 because I had to see the Ghostbusters Maze.
0: That was great, right? Yeah. It was really good. And then there was Meg.
3: Yeah, I went with Meg there was another maze um, and there was like three or four frat guys in front of us. And um, there was, you go to like a graveyard and there was a bunch of like spray painting on the uh, wall. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was uh, 69, was spray paint on the wall. And uh, the guy in front of me, one of the frat guys was, look, guys, guys, 69. And he pointed to the wall and they're all laughing. And I started laughing. And then the scare actor came from a, the corner right behind, as they passed I was laughed, still laughing at the 69 and the guy jumped out, scared the crap out of
0: me. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: I felt like I was set up by those frat guys.
2: It's they actually were scare actors. <laughs> they just they just walk through and they distract other guests.
3: They distracted me and this guy just jumped out and scared the crap out of me.
0: It should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. And then uh, we'll see what the week brings. We have some downtime in between those meetings, those real meetings. I'm not making mean, up. meals.
3: Every every one of those meetings around two o'clock, Scott's says, I have to go to the bathroom and leave. And <laughs> after about 30, 45 minutes, they're like, he's not coming back, is he? Oh, I just remember that. Scott's like, on mute him. and his
2: Scott's on mute and his camera's off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is this is you guys are are this is false information. There is no <laughs> computer, there's no camera. This is these are in-person meetings that I'm missing. Yeah, that's, that's why he's
3: excusing himself around two. <laughs> And then they're going to wonder where
1: he went. Uh, and in terms of. You, you meeting with Demara or Chapek?
0: Oh, tomorrow. Okay.
1: okay. Or Demel. Demel. He yes.
0: Josh Demel. Demel. <laughs> I'm meeting with him too. Chapek
3: yeah. doesn't, doesn't get out of bed for Scott. It's got to be someone, a like... VIP. got to be no, a real would... VIP for Chapek to go to the meeting.
0: He would meet with me You'd if I pay for it on Genie Plus. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> That's
2: the That's true too.
0: Speaking yeah, of, do which, you reserve your experience? I, I mean, that's I think a good it's segue to talk about Genie Plus. Genie Plus. So, here is how I intend to use Genie Plus. Okay. I'm going to make a statement, which is that I, I've, I give Disney a lot of leeway with what they do. I, I think they get criticized way too much by their fan base, as we all have talked about on the show before. And I will say this I, I understand why people are complaining about certain aspects of, of Genie Plus, I'm not saying I agree with them, but I understand it. With that being said, I was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking, okay, if I wanted to pay to go on Rise of the Resistance, I will get up at 7 a.m. the day that I'm planning on going, I'll log on, I'll try, and it, I just was thinking about the whole process. And even for me, a Disney World veteran, it was beginning to get a little overwhelming. Like, I wonder if this is too much. And maybe that's this is that's because it's the first time I'm thinking about it. Paul wants to say so. You both, yes. I, I,
2: I will throw the flag, much like it's Sunday night football, and it's the Bills and the Chiefs um, <laughs> with thirteen forever. accepted penalties. Um, you get up how many days in advance of your trip to make dining reservations online? But yeah. you won't get up, you're gonna be up at seven anyway. All you literally have to do is open up your app and reserve a spot. Yes. That's all you have to do. And there aren't going to be a limit of spots.
0: Dean? It's you yes, don't don't have to do it. let Paul finish, Dean. Let Paul finish.
1: But Paul, you don't have to do it. Right. That's the if, thing. You don't if you don't to want to do use G, just you don't have to. Okay. It's you okay. just wait in line. You just wait in line, but if you want to be sure,
2: yes, if you want to be sure to not have a, what seems to be a steady 75 minute wait, which for a fairly new ride, I mean, you know, you go to, you go to Space Mountain some days at 75 minutes, um, particularly when Dean and I have gone at 4th of July and Christmas respectively, Um, you know, 75 minutes for the top of the line, newest attraction, technically Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway is newer
3: yeah ratatouille
2: ratatouille is just now open <laughs> but you can't get a genie plus for that because it's got the boarding groups um which i'm not a fan of but to dean's point
3: no you can you don't have to
2: you can just wait in line and ride rise you can and buy honestly if you want to do it more than once that's what you have to do because you can only get one genie plus reservation right i think
1: ratatouille will be on lightning lane next week right
3: yeah it'll be
1: on It'll be one of the paid ones.
3: Yeah,
1: Individual.
3: What's it called? Attraction. Well, I mean,
2: currently, yeah, currently
0: before all this stuff, it's the boarding groups. But so I think they're doing that. You guys make good point. And, and I, I didn't think about it like, like that. And I, I, I agree with you. Let me ask you a question. I don't know the answer to this. When you book a ride through Genie Plus, let's say I want to go on Rise of the Resistance. And I'm, this is a way I'm planning to do it. I'm planning to pay for Rise of the Resistance do they give me a time slot to choose from or do they tell you what time to come back? Or do they not even give you a time?
3: I would imagine it's going to be um, what, at what point you're doing it. So if you're doing it right, when it goes, they will probably give you some, some to choose from. But if you wait, they're going to say, well, the only time we have left is five o'clock.
0: Just to be technical about
1: the name. It's that's a lightning lane decision. That's That's not a genie plus, ride.
0: That is a lightning lane plus. Decision, right? Isn't it?
1: <laughs> I don't know. if Light? Lightning Lane has a plus on it, but yes, the, I, just Lane, because we were talking Genie Plus, so, and, but yes. then you said Rise of the Resistance. Right. I know what you mean. I just want to clarify that. No, Genie like, Plus. Toy Story Mania is, would be a, a Genie Plus ride.
3: But it's called Lightning Lane. You go to the Lightning Lane queue.
1: Right. But, That's what Rise of the Resistance would be. But isn't no, there a difference a,
0: between the Lightning? But, okay, let's take two rides. Let's take. It's a small world and Rise of the Resistance. Now, It's a Small World has a Lightning Lane entrance, which is like what used to be the Fast Pass entrance. Correct.
3: Here, here it is from Disney itself. So it's the Walt Disney World Lightning Lane attraction list. And there's individual Lightning Lanes. And those are the ones you purchase a la carte. And then there's the Disney Plus or the Genie Plus Lightning Lanes, which are the ones you book when you pay the $15. Right per person okay. per ticket. So they're both Lightning Lanes, but ones that, the regular ones are the Genie Plus and the ones you pay Got for it. are the individual Lightning Lanes.
0: Got it. Okay, that clarifies. Thank you, Nick. Yep. So I am planning on purchasing, if it's available, the Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance and Ratatouille. And if the Rise of the Resistance, let's say I go on it, so then I'm able to purchase another one that day, depending on wait times, I may purchase Slinky Dog. You can keep in mind up
3: to two per day,
0: two per day. Okay. So that's what my yeah, game. So there's was. your two. Perfect. That's my two. And I will report back to you on my experience. I think it will work out. Part of my thinking is that I'm not there all that often, even though it seems like I am, or I'm really not. And uh, I would like to at the very least do rise of the resistance because I was supposed to go on at the summer. Then the ride broke down. It was just the whole thing. So I really want to make up for that. And Rise of the Resistance is a very special attraction. I've heard people say, well, I wouldn't pay to go on most of the rides, but I would consider doing Rise of the Resistance because Our, that's just a different level.
2: I'm one of Are those you, people.
1: So you might be you might be quoting me on that one because I would yeah. not pay for any of the other attractions. Right, I would consider paying for Rise.
2: I mean, I'm considering my first time riding Rise of the Resistance as part of my Star Cruiser booking. That's how absurd I'm willing to be to ensure a fantastic
3: experience on Rise.
0: An immersive experience.
3: Scott, when you go to do Rise, are you doing a whole day at Hollywood Studios?
0: I'm planning on spending a chunk of the day, but not the whole day. Several hours.
3: Are you going to use just the regular Disney Genie to try to see how that works?
0: Good question. Tell it,
3: tell it what you want to do and see what it tells you. Like what itinerary it gives
0: you. I was not Okay, so you're saying do I want to do you're talking about something different than purchasing the
3: Yeah, this the just the free service.
0: I will try it out. I'm going to try it out just to see what it's like. Whether our will version of touring
2: plans <laughs> right. lines
0: app. Right. I would yeah. like to see how effective it is. I of course, having been there many times kind of know what I like to do at Hollywood Studios. And I'll answer the questions expecting them to guide me to those things. So I'll answer the questions in a way like where they'll say, oh, you should do Millennium Falcon or Star Tours, um, Toy Story, Midway Mania, stuff like that. And we'll see what they say. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to challenge you a little bit.
2: Okay. Because I'm going to challenge you to do an attraction if it's open that I'm pretty sure you haven't done in a while. And that's the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Oh, okay, okay. Because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that show. I mean, it yeah, hasn't been open, so
3: that that it's not that, open until December.
2: Okay, then it won't be open. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's purchased.
2: really a challenge. That to do it,
0: <laughs> I challenge
2: you to be the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular.
0: No, there's a guy. to go in December. <laughs> I'm not going December. I will be there in January if it will plan for a work trip. There you trip. go for a work trip. There you go. Well, this is a work trip. Yeah, another workshop. But yeah, that's what my game plan is with Genie Plus. And see. We'll no, not Genie
3: Plus, friends. just Genie. Um Genie Plus is when you pay. Okay. The Lightning Lanes.
0: This is just Genie, the Genie it's just using the app, right. Okay. It's just using right. the
3: app to optimize your day. That's what I'm saying, are you planning on doing it because you can tell it what you want to do and you may think um Well, I always go to Tower first, but it may tell you to go to Rock and Roller Coaster first Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm
4: -hmm. It might tell you to do
2: Slinky Dog first.
3: Yeah. It may tell you to leave and go to a different park.
2: It may tell you to leave and just wait for Trader Sam's to open.
3: Yeah. It may tell you to go go to Plight Pig.
0: (laughs) Forget your Rise rise Reservation. Go to Plight Pig.
3: You have to do one of the audio tours for Polly.
0: Yeah, the audio tour's got a lot of attention. On uh, i, I was listening to a podcast review of it. Yeah,
3: I,
2: I'm telling you that that's a. I think that's going to be a bigger deal. I mean, I think a lot of people take um, a lot of stuff for granted, but I think that aspect of it is going to be a huge deal.
3: Until you're standing in front of the whatever it wants you to look at, and there's seven other people, and you're the only. They're all listening on their uh, speaker on their phone instead of headphones.
2: Yes, and they're slightly <laughs> offset.
3: They're all in
0: different spots. They're all at different times, so yeah. like three or four seconds. <laughs> also, do you think people are going to use those filters, the photo filters, which I think you have to yes. pay for, right? Of course yes. they Yes, especially if you have to pay for them. Uh, yeah, they're part of the
3: plus, right?
0: But, okay, I, I mean, another question. So let's say I'm at Magic Kingdom one day, and I want, I want to access the filters. I pay for the Genie Plus, just for the filters. But I don't have those filters the next day over at Epcot. I have to pay again.
3: Ooh, Good question. Jordan. That I'm not sure about.
2: I'm well, let's get JPEG you. on the phone. He's still asleep. He won't get up for us.
0: Um I'll call yeah.
3: Josh Jamel. I got his number.
0: But I'll report back to you on 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 how I find Genie and Genie Plus and all that stuff to work. But that's how I intend to use it, and uh, that's a general overview of what I'm going to be doing on my trip. I'll, I'll obviously have more to report afterwards. But um, that is the game plan. That's cool. You know, you you
2: mentioned you were at the top of the show that you were going to Steakhouse out 71. Um, I was I'm not disappointed that you're going there. That is not my point. However, I thought you were going to mention another restaurant with a
0: number at the back. Club
1: Which 33?
0: No. 30 not 37.
1: 37. No, not that one. Keep wait,
0: going. wait. I want to get give me a give me is it Disney Springs or is it a park? It's in a park.
1: Skipper Canteen 2.
0: Nope. Electric Boogle? No.
1: Um
0: what park? Epcot.
3: I didn't hear Ep- the question.
0: Epcot. What it's in Epcot, this this restaurant. Oh, oh Space Street. 2020. Space 220. 220, uh, 2020. <laughs> I'm all messed up. I'm talking about Genie Plus. I'm thinking that, you know, you get a filter at Space 220. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. I
2: mean, if you get Genie Plus and you get a filter at Space 220 and it's a space filter of the mm. space
0: filter, what does that do?
1: Blows my mind.
0: So it's interesting you mention that because I'm going to dinner at Trattoria Al Forno over at the boardwalk and we're going to go to Epcot that night. And I was, I'm, I'm constantly checking for a space... 220 reservation and nothing's coming available. So whereas Steakhouse 71, there is at least as of a couple of days ago, a good set of reservations available, nothing for space 220 for lunch, for dinner, for anything.
3: Can you walk up and just go to the lounge?
0: I thought about doing that because I did hear that they have good drinks and good seating by that bar, lounge you area. Run risk being... of, you run the risk of there not being availability.
2: Right. Because I I think it's a little bit like Trader Sam's. There's only so many seats and they'll only let so many people and there's no standing room in space 220. So, you know, sitting at the lounge while they have an expansive amount of tables and bar seats. I mean, it, like any other restaurants, limited capacity. They're not just going to, Oh,
0: I'll bring a chair over. That's not how it's designed.
3: In space, no one can hear you stand.
0: That's right. Somebody made an interesting statement on the Diz Unplugged podcast, this person went to Space 220 and said it was good and that she liked it, but she doesn't think it's going to be one of those regular restaurants. They go to put aside availability, just even if there was availability, it would be a special occasion type place. And then I was thinking about it and not, of course, not having been there, I kind of got what she was saying. And I think that a place like Steakhouse 71 could become a repeat visit type of thing. I'm not sure how many repeat visitors Space 220 will get. Just a thought. Paul, yes. Uh, me, I will be a repeat
2: visitor. Repeat visitor. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I get that point too. You know, it's kind of like any of the restaurants that are truly a novelty. Um, you either want to experience it once and then it might it might get, not that it gets old, but you know how if I were to do hoop-de-doo three times on a trip, hmm. I love hoop-de-doo. Probably the third time I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm I'm kind of done with hoop-de-doo. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you can't sit for more than one loop in sci-fi dine-in. You really can't, because then you get, oh, I've seen this part of the video. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, and I think space 220's whole thing might be a lot like that. Fair points. Which might be why people don't do Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular.
0: Because if they've seen it once, they kind of feel like they don't need to see it again.
2: Yeah, even though it's a great show.
0: And not open. I've only actually (laughs) ever seen it once.
2: What? I'm going to get
3: you up on stage. In 1990.
0: (laughs) wow.
2: I'm totally going to get you up on stage. In
1: 1990. It's been a while. You know,
0: that's before full house still- even went there right
3: yeah I, be- I beat
1: the tanners so why do you think that space 220 wouldn't be a repeat destination i could see particularly families with kids who are really into space which is a phase that quite a few kids go through mm-hmm. that being something they want to go back to again and again
2: and some don't leave like me
1: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i i I don't know who it was you were listening to. If they are a, a an older couple, either with children out of the house or don't have kids or anything like that, I can mm-hmm. see that perspective. Right. But if you look at it through the eyes, and I'll just be completely biased and say through an, the eyes of an 11-year-old boy, my son can't wait to go there. And mm-hmm. as soon as we're done with it, unless the food or the experience is completely disappointing, mm-hmm. he's going to want to go right back.
0: I yeah. think that the reason I thought that was two things. And by the way, I'm very—I'm not saying that I won't be a repeat visitor because I'm very excited know. to try it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well,
1: wasn't yelling at you if I sounded impassioned there. I'm just thinking about it and thinking. I, I believe your age and your life experience has a different impact for mm-hmm. that that theme of restaurant.
0: I wonder if William Shatner would go there now that he's been to actual space, or would it be a letdown? <laughs> he's been to the edge of space, so uh, here's why I thought it may not be a repeat visit. Two things: one, uh, like Paul mentioned the idea that people may not feel the need to see the lift off into space again and see the whatever happens outside the windows that they have in the restaurant, I'm using windows in quotation marks. So they just may not feel they need to keep experiencing that. And two, I think it is pricey uh, for a price mix menu. Now it's not, you know, coming from the tri-state area, it's not shocking, but you could see why it is expensive. And I think that people may feel they maybe could get better value for their money elsewhere. I haven't heard, for example, the rave reviews for the food at Space 220 like I've heard at Steakhouse 71. And for people that follow this stuff, they may be more inclined to go to a place on a repeat visit like Steakhouse 71 where they know the food is going to be fantastic.
2: Although I've heard rave reviews from everybody that has gotten it, the lobster in a bowl. Mm, Okay. Just shocking to me. That of all of the menu items, they said that (laughs) that lobster in a glass bowl, A, it's way larger than you think it is. And B, it is all, like, it is a solid, giant, enormous piece of lobster.
0: Let me ask you a question. Yeah. No, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're done. (laughs) So. the uh would it defeat the purpose of space 220 if i went and asked for a meal to go
2: i mean yeah you got Why to carry that...
0: it down in the elevator
2: um you know but that is an interesting point though because you know a lot of people have brought up how the space elevator kind of resembles the hydrolators from the you know original living seas and it, it, towards the end of the living seas before the changeover to nemo people were skipping that people wanted to, they were going in the exit because they just wanted to get to uh, you know, they wanted to get to the aquarium piece. Um, You know, they shut down the ride portion because it didn't really do anything. It was just like a minute and a half of an Omni mover that it it really, it was, it's, it's all pre-show, but people towards the end of the living seas version before it became the Nemo and friends, they just wanted to skip the pre-show. They wanted to skip the, the awesome Deluge video. They wanted to skip the hydro later. They wanted to skip the sea cabs. They just wanted to get to the aquarium. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a little bit of what people are anticipating happens with space Two Twenty. Right. It's so like, I just want to go in and sit down, you know, and it's not Dean's favorite restaurant by any stretch of the imagination, but going to coral reef, if you're a big fan of aquariums and you know, the, the food is not the first thing you're going to think of. I can see, going there over and over again would be awesome because you just want to sit. Where else can you sit and eat next to a giant aquarium and see your dinner swim past With Other than Savannah at Boma, where you hunt your own meal. But, um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's, I could, I could, I could understand that, you know, from, from people that got tired of riding the hydrolators, riding the sea cabs, watching the video. I just want to see the tank.
0: Well, is that a genie plus exclusive to
2: hunt your own meal and then eat it at Boma? I hope so. I'll get a lightning lane. You know, you get your spear and a, and one of those nets and a trident, and you can and you can go out and you can hunt your own wildebeest.
1: Not many restaurants have opened up to an eight-hour line. No, waiting to get in. So I mean, there's definitely well, buzz Gideon's? outside
2: of New York City. No,
0: yeah, Gideon's. Yeah, Gideon, Yeah, Gideon's day, gets that regularly every day. <laughs> By the way, I will note. I'm on a mission this trip to go to Gideon's and get the Frankenstein cookie. I don't know if you guys have seen that thing, but it's like a double dark chocolate cookie with M&Ms and stuff. Oreos. It looks get the, fantastic. Get the peanut butter fluff to Dunkin'. Yeah,
3: yeah, don't forget. I'll send
0: it home brief. to Nick, too.
3: Yeah, get two and send me one.
2: <laughs> and you have to get a cold brew with no ice, so you can put it in your fridge right. and have it the
0: next morning. So many tips here on the stuff we love. This is all the stuff we love. But, gentlemen, that is my trip coming up. I have nothing else to say right now except that I'm excited and I have a question for you, Scott. Yes.
1: So there's something about planning the family trip and having the dedicated time and how wonderful that vacation is. So compare or contrast that to the excitement of kind of like stealing that time at Disney when you're on a work trip. Because the focus is completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. It's An interesting question, Dean. And it kind of makes me think when I've been on these work trips, because I go to Orlando for work about three, four times a year. And when I do that and then go to the theme parks, it gives me a sense of what it may be like to be a local where you go to your job during the day and then at night, you go to the, the park, you go to Disney Springs or City Walk. And two things stand out. One is that it's surreal. It's, always surreal to be in Disney but it's very surreal to be doing work stuff and know that you're 10 minutes away from being in Epcot or something like that. So for example, I go to this big conference every year which is held about 2 miles outside of Disney World, right at the gates where you drive through welcome to Walt Disney World. And at the end of the conference, it's so weird to just get in the car, drive and then 3 minutes later, boom, you're in Disney World. It's it's a surreal feeling. But I also could see having done this that if you're a local, for some people, it could get, it could lose its appeal going to the parks that much. Because even for me, I'll admit, on a trip maybe a couple of years ago, pre COVID, by the last night, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm ready to come home. I feel like I've done what I need to do. I know I'll be back. I had a great time and this was fantastic. But I'm here. Okay, do I want to go back to Magic Kingdom tonight because I've done that now several times this trip. And I could see how for some locals it may get a little repetitive. It's just a very different experience. It's kind of like when you're there on a vacation with the family, you're immersed in that world all the time. Here, it's that weird balance between work and the and the vacation experience. It's not it doesn't feel like a true vacation. It just feels like you have great fun time at the theme park in addition to the time that you're working
1: in some ways, though, I got to imagine your park time is more structured, like when we're especially if we're on a longer family trip, we wing it a little bit, you may or may not go to the parks right away, or you know, you take that afternoon nap and swim. If you're just getting out of work at four or five o'clock, whatever time you get done for the day with your conferences, and you only have say, you know, five to 10 to go to the park,
4: Mm -hmm. like you're kind of
1: blitzing those five hours, which might be a different approach than what you do on a family vacation. So in some ways you can get as many attractions in off season in those five hours, as you do with the family, you're going at the kid's pace for even a full day.
0: That's true. And so like, if I'm at a conference, this is not a conference when I'm at a conference and you're out of there at five o'clock and you know, magic kingdom's open till 10, you're not going to get there until a little after six in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to go on this attraction, this attraction. That's a perfect scenario where I would consider doing the, uh, was it genie? the genie plus plus and then lightning lane. Exactly. Individual, individual, right. Um, so it is structured in the sense that you don't kind of dilly dally, you know, okay, I want to go on Honda mansion. I want to go on big thunder, splash mountain and boom, boom, boom. You do it as best you can.
3: You better buy that at seven in the morning.
0: (laughs) I'll show up late to work because I,
3: But
2: but that's the interesting thing, because a lot of people, I think, are focused on that got to get it at seven in the morning, got to get the reservation, got to get it because we're so ingrained with getting the limited free fast pass. I don't think the demand is going to be there for these attractions for people paying 12 bucks per person per day. Mm Eight dollars per person per day for Expedition Everest, which I think is the cheapest
0: one. Right. I'll share something else what's that I, to your
2: point just yes wait in the single right if, if you really just want to ride expedition everest mm-hmm. and again caveat you will be separated from your party if you get into the single rider line it's called single rider because that's how they fill in gaps with parties of three that's just how it works um but yeah i mean just why just why pay eight dollars wait and
1: first of all the queue is fantastic so mm-hmm. you should go through the queue anyway But it's um, usually 20 to 30 minutes to get through it.
2: Right. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about like when it was in the first five years of operation or it was the only major attraction on that side of the park or even before Pandora opened.
3: I uh, saw a point where they said that the only reason they think it's even listed is so that each park has two attractions. So that Animal Kingdom doesn't seem like a lesser park compared to the others.
2: I mean, I honestly, I mean, and it makes sense because it's a roller coaster, but I might have considered, and they probably did consider putting the Safari as a lightning lane and not Everest, because Mm -hmm. I I also understand that Everest is going to be undergoing some scheduled maintenance this coming winter, Um, not to fix the Yeti. It's only going to be a couple months. But, um, and then, you know, that's kind of the beauty of the lightning lane is they can shift that. Wherever they want to, because it's a software.
3: I keep hearing about all these great uh, restaurants and stuff around Orlando. So yeah, we try to we try to go out and experience at least one thing each trip now since we've been going so often.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say one other thing in response to your question, Dean, about differences between vacation and work trips and all that stuff. One thing I have seen firsthand is how we, meaning, Diz fans, Diz Twitter. We really are not that many people in the realm of things. And here's what I mean. One of the conferences I go to is a massive conference, thousands of people from all over the country gathered in Orlando. And when the conference is over, the vast majority of people there, excess of 90%, they go drinking at the hotel bar or they go to prearranged dinners that they want to go to, these networking dinners, and they go because it's free booze and all that stuff. The people that take advantage of Disney it's tiny. I, I would wear my magic band to this conference. And when people would say, Well, why are you wearing that? And I would say, Oh, I'm staying in Disney, or I go to the theme parks afterwards, they would say things like, Oh, that's so cute, or that's, you know, that's that's sweet, as if it's some kind of rare thing. People don't focus on this stuff like we do. And the Diz Twitter community does. It's just, it's not even in their mindset when they go to a place like Orlando. Just an interesting observation. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask you is how quickly can you change gears? Well, I don't work that hard.
2: <laughs> so, it's Well, not, no, uh... but, but I mean, like I, I, the only example that I have really like that is um, at a former job, we had a four day sales and account management conference at the Gaylord Palms in D.C. Yeah. Um, and I was I was very involved with the entire conference. I had to be there before the journal sessions and I was helping pack up after the breakout sessions. So I had very little spare time, um, but the Gaylord itself is neat. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very Disney-esque in its design. Um, they had a couple exhibits that were there. Um, it's before they put in like the Ferris wheel and stuff inside. Um, but, you know, like, you know, you walk the grounds, it, it feels very Disney. And what's funny is that, you know, like you were, you were talking about, it's a little surreal. I'd get out of these breakout rooms and these are regular, If you've been in a ballroom in a hotel, you've been in every single one of these conference rooms for the most part. Um, And it doesn't matter if it's for a wedding reception or sports banquet or a meeting space. They're all basically the same. But then you walk outside and it's like my mind would do a really quick reset. And then it's like I instantly relax, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: whereas other conferences that I've supported, not so much. I'd have to get back like to the room or to your point, go to like the hotel bar, get a drink, and then go back to the room and just kind of sit and vegetate for a mm-hmm. while and let work, you know, not that I was working hard, but you're just doing it, you know, you're, you're in work mode. So like a place like the Gaylord. And I would, I would imagine where you're staying um at Disney, you know, it's almost the same. You walk outside. Um, and you're kind of instantly changing gears.
0: I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I've been to the Gaylord. And I know what you mean. It is a very Disney-esque hotel. And the way that you felt relaxed when you would leave the conference and go into that environment, that's exactly what I feel. And I need it. Uh, On a trip not too long ago, I remember we went to the conference itself. And then at night, I went to one of these networking dinners, which was four to five hours long. And I just was so drained at the end of the night that I thought to myself, I can't do this. I'm not even as effective at the conference. I can't focus like I would normally. So, I need that kind of mental break and to go into Disney and to smell those hotel lobby smells and to eat a Gideon's cookie. Not that that was open when I was there, but that type of thing. That's that does it for me. That chills me out. That's my yeah, uh, good stuff. That's the good stuff.
3: That's it's like I good had stuff a, we love. I had a conference on uh, the San Antonio Riverwalk. Yeah. And the minute it was over, you just walked outside you're like, hey, there's a the bar. Let's yeah, really? go.
2: <laughs> Riverwalks even neater because it's it's below the street level, so it's like you know you you literally stumble upon it, and like all of those buildings open up to it. But you got to go down a floor or two, yeah. um, which makes it even a little bit more special. Plus, you cannot hear the street noise.
0: And with that, we're now going to turn to the stuff we love segment. This is where tonight we'll be giving you a recommendation of something we're enjoying right now. It could be a app, a book, a movie, a TV show, a song, an album, whatever. A podcast, even. Could be butter and bacon. <laughs> and uh, let's hey, do it. So love let's, that show. let's start with you, Dean. What start is with your me. Recommendation. Well, I'm,
1: glad, I'm glad you're starting with me so I don't get mine taken by somebody because this is okay. a pretty easy one. But I just watched it this week and it was fantastic. And that's the uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion show on Disney+. Plus. I'm uh, I'm seeing nods. so I'm going to guess at least uh, three quarters of this show has watched it, if not all four of us at this point. I was
0: going to mention it. <laughs> so that's all right.
1: <laughs> hasn't seen it yet paul
2: no
0: not yet so it is
1: it is distinctly muppet there's no question about that now when muppets you know the muppets came out the jason siegel version i think a lot of people really warmed to that version of the muppets it was a little bit more uh happy-go-lucky than classic muppets and then muppets most wanted came out which i thought was a little bit darker in a way Not maybe darker is not the right word but a little bit more in line with the 70s muppets I think this kind of balances those two with a little bit of a lean towards the Jason Siegel version. Hmm. So it's it's very happy. It's got some great uh, some great Disney ties, obviously. It's in the Haunted Mansion, so it's clearly for park fans. Um, we were maybe a third to halfway through the show. My son looked at me and goes, wow, Dad, if you've never been to Disney parks, you can't appreciate this. And he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still fun Muppets, and you'll like it. But there's so many gags in there that are related to the Haunted Mansion, and related to the parks, that uh, if you're an avid theme park goer or even just familiar or had a recent trip and you like the Haunted Mansion, it's a great show to watch.
0: I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I agree with everything you said. I love the celebrity cameos. It's. I also agree that if you're not a theme park person, you will not get the vast, I mean, it's, it just goes over your head. Okay. Yeah, it
1: still could be a fun, hey, the Muppets are in a haunted house thing. But it, you won't appreciate that the Muppets are in the haunted mansion. Right. That's my recommendation.
0: I like it. I and like I've it. actually
1: watched it this time before I recommended it.
0: <laughs> uh Nick, how about you? What's a recommendation you got for us?
1: Uh you know, I've only
3: watched the uh first episode, but it was I got hooked. Is the uh show on Hulu, the uh, uh Steve Martin and uh Martin Short, only murders in the building.
1: Yeah, Ooh, I want to watch that.
3: I've watched the first episode; it was really good. But uh, I haven't, I haven't watched the rest of this. I think it just ended actually, so I think all the episodes are available now. But I, I really want to get into the rest of that. But the first episode was really good.
0: I was going to watch that. I may download that before my uh, flight. Not a yeah, bad watch idea. Watch it on the plane. Yeah. And The
1: guy You're next be to me, like, right?
3: oh yeah, that's when. And then he spoils it.
1: No. I got a dirty lip from Paul for that comment. <laughs> I said Scott, you can watch that or Squid Game.
0: Or Squid Game. That's true. Yeah. You gotta
2: make sure you have a projector so that everybody can watch Squid Game with you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you put that, that on when you're having your meetings.
3: Is that is that paulie's uh <laughs> that,
2: that is paulie's not been... my recommendation. No. No. What is your recommendation, Paul? The stuff I love is actually, it's on Apple TV+, and it is the Foundation series, and it is based on the classic Isaac Asimov, 1940s science fiction story, Epic Foundation. Um, And a lot like in recent, uh, recent years, I'll say the last 10, 15 years, it's an adaptation. It's not a direct copy of the novel, which has annoyed some people, but a lot like the Battlestar Galactica reimagining a lot like um what they've done with westworld it is taking the themes and the overarching ideas of foundation and making it using the familiar characters but it does not follow the plot exactly of the books so i love that i I, the world building is phenomenal i like the the whole um the idea that the acting is great um it it's just it's it's gorgeous And it's it's the first Foundation was the first sci-fi novel I ever read, so that's got like a you know special place in my heart. It was the first time that I actually read something. I was young; I was like maybe seven or eight, um, where I read something and I was like, "Wow, you can actually create something with words," and Mm -hmm. you know, like I can envision it in my head. And so, um, you know, seeing how they are producing this series. And it comes out every Friday on Apple TV Plus. And it's got four episodes out now as of this recording. And um, I can't wait for more. And the Foundation series of books, I think, is five or six books. And there's other series that it ties to. So I hope it is very well received. And I hope it is greenlit for the end of all time, because I love the way that the production company is making these. Any notable celebrities in it that we know? Uh, yes, Lee Pace is, um, he plays a rather interesting character, um, not to get too deep into it, but he plays basically the emperor of the um, settled galaxy. Um, and he is a clone, he is the middle clone of the empire. So there is always a young clone, the middle clone, which is the leader, and the old clone. And when the old clone is getting close to dying, They decant a new clone and everybody gets promoted to the next rank. Mm -hmm. So the older two are there to help the youngest one learn what they're supposed to do, but they're all subtly different. But Lee Pace is now playing his third emperor, if you can follow me. So he plays them differently because the time jumps happen in between the episodes. Right
3: so he's playing
2: a different character but he's playing the same guy if that makes sense so it's a little bit like if you watch clone wars Mm -hmm. where ostensibly all of these clones are all from jango fett from star wars but they're all different they all have different personalities all and he plays them differently which is interesting um and if you don't know who lee pace is he played um Ronan in guardians of the galaxy um he's in the hobbit he is um um shoot, what's his name? Legolas's dad. Um, the elf, the elf king in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. He was um, in pushing
3: daisies. He's in pushing, he is he what's that? Thrandall.
2: He is thrandall thank you. And um it's it's really good. Um, the other one, and he's in it, he he's kind of the genesis of the entire um series. Uh um is Jared Harris, who was most recently in uh, the awesome miniseries Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is phenomenal as the psycho
0: historian Harry Seldon. Great recommendation, Paul. That's perfect. Big fan. So now, I was going to mention Muppets Haughton, Mansion, but <laughs> I appreciate Sorry. the... New- no, 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 no. That's perfect. I will mention this because uh, it dropped today. As our listeners know, I'm a big Beatles fan. And earlier today dropped a trailer for the upcoming six-hour documentary series, which will be released on part one, Thanksgiving night, here in the United States. It's going to be two hours for three nights in a row beginning Thanksgiving. And what it is, it's directed by Peter Jackson, and it is called uh, Get Back. Uh, The Beatles, back in, uh, I guess it's 1969, recorded the let it be album and the their experience recording it was documented on film and released as a movie let it be and it always had a bad reputation it's been out of print for many years but the reputation was that it showed the band breaking up that nobody was happy when they were being filmed and it really was kind of like a gloomy dark movie what peter jackson did was go back and watch these hours and hours of footage and apparently based on the trailer that was released today and that's my stuff we love the trailer he created a new film that kind of tells a narrative where the Beatles are trying to record the Let It Be album by a period of time, return to a live concert because they hadn't toured since 1966. And that's what led to their rooftop concert at the end of the Let It Be film, which will be shown from what I understand in its entirety in this documentary series. And the trailer was just fantastic. The footage looks like it was recorded yesterday. And I think it's very exciting for Disney fans and Beatles fans, which I fall into both, to have something like this coming to Disney Plus there also was this very cool movie poster release for the film which showed an image of the Beatles which was taken in the same location where their first album cover was taken there was originally going to, now I'm going into uh, inside baseball for Beatles fans but apparently not apparently it was a fact that the Let It Be album was originally going to be released as Get Back that was the name of the album and the Beatles posed for a photo in the same spot that they posed for a photo when they took their photo for their first album, please, please me. And the way this movie poster looks is you have the 1969 Beatles and then above them, the 1963 Beatles, which is only a difference of six years, but it's like from pre-hippie to hippie. And it's really remarkable to see. So I'm excited for all this stuff. This this whole thing is going to be a big deal. uh, Today, the Beatles released a companion book to the Get Back documentary series. On Friday, the Let It Be box set comes out. And it's weird because if you go to Barnes & Noble and you look at the music magazine section, pretty much everything is all Beatles related, which is kind of surreal for 2021. But that is my Stuff We Love recommendation. I'm very excited for this. And I think it's going to be a good thing to watch on Thanksgiving night, along with some football.
2: So I will not be watching it on Thanksgiving. I'm going to be watching Bill Saints from New
0: Orleans. That's a quality football game.
2: Bill's mafia is going to invade the big easy.
3: See, I only knew that because we looked into getting tickets and go. Oh, you're close enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't sleep on Bears, Lions, or Raiders, Cowboys that day. Uh,
2: one of those games might be interesting to watch.
1: I might be sleeping through both of them.
0: Bears Lions is a big letdown.
1: Big you're gonna letdown. be in a turkey
2: coma and set an alarm for. 7.45-ish to wake up for the late game.
3: Better believe it. Scott, can I can I say another thing I love? Oh, you can say as many things as you like. A, a twofer! This is amazing. When it's not going to... No one's going to get this, but when Scott gives his uh, stuff we love, Pauly is shaking his head feverishly in agreement, and Dean is looking off to the side like he's not even paying attention to what's going on.
1: He was I, not a beatles
0: fan. I, love, I love the uh i'm probably gonna get cut too.
1: from any future recordings of the show but i am not a beatles guy i knew that i knew that
3: let anyway. it
0: be, is, let it be
3: is
1: one of my favorite albums of all time now guys I'm, I'm i'm glad they're there for scott i'm glad it makes him happy and i'm glad he has a new show to watch
0: and nick i didn't know let it be was one of your favorite albums that's great now my question for you guys is who is doing the plugs for butter and bacon adventures out there travel who's doing it tonight
2: Holly. i'll do the butter and bacon one um thanks for the opportunity to join the show um as mentioned at the top um we have a podcast that we have a bunch of episodes recorded i just need to edit um so that's on me but um and a continuation of a cliffhanger episode back from march and, uh, but it's butter and bacon, the good stuff of Disney, where we ostensibly talk about all manner of Disney things as they come up, we try and be a little bit evergreen. So, you know, definitely one of the benefits of coming on the show and uh, joining you, Scott is talking about current events. Um, so, you know, again, check us out. We're on Twitter, butter and bacon. And um, we're on, we're on all of the podcast ag- aggregators as butter and bacon, just look us on up.
0: And where can we find you on Twitter, Paul? I am
2: NJ on Twitter, and I am active. <laughs> He's active indeed. Dana,
0: what about you?
1: You can find me on Twitter uh, at peplock. Oh, no, wait, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> at CT underscore Mickey underscore man, uh, where my username actually right now is peplock minus, 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 minus. And uh, you can look up our travel agency at AIOT Travel. It's Adventure Is Out There Travel. We are booking uh, all sorts of fun trips, Disney and otherwise. And uh, if you need help understanding all that fun stuff about Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, the new rules of cruising, the old rules of cruising, the old rules of cruising that are now new, the new rules that are now old because they've been replaced by other new rules and all that good stuff, that only explains what I did in my lunch hour today. Um, But we are also booking the star cruiser trip. So uh, Mm. lots of fun stuff going on. free fee agency uh disney pays us not you so please do reach out and we'll help you out
0: thank you dean and uh nick where can we find you on twitter
3: i am at nick waymania and uh that's about it sometimes i get on twitter
0: <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll just
3: my uh my name right. right now is uh uh ct mickey man dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign, dollar sign.
0: The world of Twitter is a, is a fun place, folks. <laughs> and yes, i
2: Bill's fans, poly, uh Taylor's version.
0: Taylor's um, version. Yeah. I can't wait for that red Taylor's version coming out uh, November 12th, something.
2: Can we talk about a little bit the boss move that she did when she had one of her old songs trending on TikTok? So she released her version of it. Yes. So that she would be getting the royalties, not the guy who owns the old songs. That is
0: true. Awesome.
2: She's like, what? oh, it's trending. Here, kids, use this. It's like, what?
0: Yeah. It's a great song, great version. Oh, yeah. And
1: that is not a reference to ham. No. How how different does it
3: have to be that what she's doing?
0: Doesn't have to be different. It doesn't have to be any
2: different, yeah. honestly. It has to re-record it.
0: Yeah, she it. just has to re-record it because she owns
3: the music right she just doesn't own the she recordings. wrote
2: it so she doesn't own the rights to she doesn't get royalties from the performances of her original recordings she only gets songwriting credit which is pennies on the pennies mm-hmm. that the performers get but what i found interesting and this isn't going to turn into a taylor cast but she sings the song. She sounds like the, her voice is amazingly the same for the, you know, the 15, 20 years it's been since she recorded the original, maybe even longer. But when you listen to it after listening to some of her more recent albums, it's got a lot more
0: depth to it. The song? Like,
2: yeah. The, the, like, it,
0: what what do you mean has a lot more depth? You're talking about the performance overall?
2: Yeah, because you can, you can hear... Um, and, it, and, it, and it's tough if you if you haven't heard like her last two albums have kind of been more like story albums. Right. Um, and, and they're definitely concept albums. There's there's a whole through line, you know, for each one of them and um, folklore and evermore are the two that I'm talking about. And after you listen to those and then you listen to how she's performing the new Taylor version songs, there's like a layer of maturity to them yes. that didn't exist. Yes. To me. And it might just be in her voice. It might just be in my own mind because I've heard other songs that she's done. But it's funny how the same line has a different meaning now. And maybe it's just the slight different way that she delivers it.
0: Great point, Paul. And I think, you know, the part of the, this, is this is turning into a Taylor cast, which I will never complain about. But um, the part of the song in the Taylor's version of Wildest Dreams, which is getting a lot of attention, I guess would be considered that middle eight from a musical perspective See you in hindsight. That part of the song, and she does sound more mature in that that part of the yes. song, and it changes the whole thing. It it yes. um it's always been. Let's face it. It's kind of like a sexy song in a way, and just that part of the song is it. It's much more mature even now. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I guess when I when I when I'd listened to it before, and now Nick is really
2: sorry that this came up. <laughs> um, but you know, it it it's. I think it's one of those things that when when it came out before, it was always very, like, teen crush. Right. Kind of sound, kind of tone, kind of vibe that you get from it. And now it's more like, it's not an adult crush, but, it, but it's very much a um, flirtatious, dangerous type of relationship.
0: Right, right. It's a great version. So shaking his head.
3: <laughs> Dean's uh, tweeting or texting fighting words.
0: I will share what Dean has texted us during this part of the show. Dean just texted that Taylor Swift is greater than the Beatles. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that. Okay. I'm not saying I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that, even though Taylor is one of my favorite of all time. But there are people who have serious music cred. And in particular, I'm thinking of Rob Sheffield, this music journalist for Rolling Stone. One of my favorite music, probably my favorite music journalist who has written at length how he considers Taylor to kind of be like a modern day Paul McCartney. And I see that 100%. I definitely do in terms of not just success, but in terms of songwriting ability and strength with melodies. I see it 100%. All right, folks. So this is now Paul's favorite part of the show, which is where I, from memory, tell you everywhere that you can find the Stuff We Love podcast online. So we are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast, we have a YouTube page, a Facebook page, and you can write to us stuff. We at gmail.com. Our website is stuff. We And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to the show and leave us those good five-star reviews, which makes it easier for others to find the podcast. And I am on Twitter at Scotty boy 4 to so follow along and follow these fine gentlemen along for a lot of fun. And so uh, we're running along. So I think it's time we call tonight. night. Let's go around the virtual table. One more time. I am Scott. I'm Paul. I'm Dean. I'm Lick. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast. Take care, everyone.